Welcome to Fundamental Fridays, where we provide you practical tips and tricks for working on or in your business. My name is Devin. And my name is Thor, and today we're talking about a sales strategy that's going to turn prospects into paying clients. God, he did it again. You Boom. did it again. Another slogan. God, I'm so proud of myself. I Just know. a pat on the back for like a sentence. Like, <laughs> one sentence. Absolutely I have one. crushed it. So Thor, what's the update? I'm trying to remember what we updated him last time. I know we talked about what we're flying out. We fly out tomorrow to San Diego. So pretty jazzed about that. Well, are we scared? Was it it's just been a whirlwind. Him? No, oh, you can I was tell like, I'm oh, just like no. sitting here, just like visually shook. Just like it has been last week, what, 10 plus one-on-one -on -one meetings. And I think a total of three events. And it's just like... I just want to call out here quick if you're watching on YouTube. Thor's wearing a nice quarter zip. He was not this morning we met with a client. He was fully suited up and I came in a polo. Probably one of the most awkward meetings of my life. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> he looks he looks business casual though. Yeah. It's not terrible. It's finally feeling like springtime or summer to a certain degree in Minnesota. It's going to so. be 80. No, it's feeling like summer today. Yeah. Come on, let's get a See, shout so out. Snow's melting. Sub pump hasn't broke yet. I'm, I'm doing great. <laughs> just screaming. Love it. No. So great, great meeting this morning too. That ended up being really good. Yeah, so it was happy on that front. Like we knew each other, but we were giving each other referrals. So that's always good. Yes. Good sales strategy. Partnerships. Boom. Referrals. Diving right into to, to the topic for today too. But yeah, other than that, it's going good. We've had a couple more client meetings. Definitely starting to pick up some steam. Yeah. Word. <laughs> Just just fried just a little bit. Um, no, it's going good, and I think the 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 trip is going to do us a really solid favor to just be able to just quiet down for just a little bit and just really just enjoy ourselves and get out of our elements. So I would agree. I'm happy on that front and and looking forward to it. But cool. today's topic, yeah, what are sales we doing? strategy, absolutely. On your end, money. why is it so important? It's not. No, it really is. Sarcasm. Uh, so sales strategy, a lot of people mix up sales strategy and sales channel. Your sales channel is like the methods of which a person or your content will go out, right? We talked about it a few weeks back. So am I going through social media? Am I going through emails? Am I going through mailing letters? Um, sales strategy itself is the conversation piece of sending a rep out to have a conversation with someone and how and who you're going to go target and how you're going to target them. So it's really important because always you're going to take these sales channels you have with your broad target market and I see ideal client profile and just start like sending it everywhere. Um, and so you're still it's way more target approach. It is than not having a target <laughs> audience, not having an ICP, not having a sales channel strategy. But you still need to now narrow all that down to develop like a target list of what you're going to start out focusing on. So Gotcha. Yeah. So any so outside of that, any like key things that stand out that make a good sales or like the components of a good sales strategy? Yeah, I would say right out of the gate, when you developing the sales, am I coming back a little hot at you? A little, a little, a little hot. hot. A little hot. Sorry, I was like, I didn't do good here. Um, <laughs> so when you're when you're building the sales part of the strategy, really what you're looking at is okay. Let's look at my target audience. Let's look at my ideal client profile. Let's look at my sales channels. And now let's develop a list of, if you're in the B2B realm, this is going to be a lot more heavily focused on the B2B side because on the B2C, let's back up a little bit here. On B2C, really your sales channels and your value prop is really what you're going to heavily focus on along with your marketing content. And you have a little bit of a sales strategy, but it's going to be a lot of overlapping. 
versus in the B2B realm, you normally have sales reps, right? So an individual mm -hmm. man or woman out in the field selling said product, right? So when you look at that, you go, okay, well, if I hired you as a sales rep, right? And I said, hey, Thor, here's your ideal client profile. Here's your target audience. Here's our value prop. Now go sell it. It's okay. I was going to say, it's not a terrible start. That does kind of hone it in slightly, yep. but obviously there's room for improvement there. Right. And so now you're, you're good. The curiosity is, well, who is out in the market shopping for my material right now? Who would actually need it? So what I have a lot of reps focus on when you're developing your actual sales strategies, develop a top 100 list of clients that you would target through LinkedIn versus through cold email versus, you know, um, social media. And those top customers are going to be ones that fit that profile fit. Um, but let's say we start on the LinkedIn side. It's you're normally going to want to target people you have warm connections with, right? So do I already know them or do I know someone that knows them? Okay, let's create a top 100 list of ideal client profiles that I'm directly tied to or someone I know is tied to. And then that's going to be a list of people I can call on. My next list, and then you're not even going to start calling on them yet. Then you're going to go do one for your social media piece. So how is there anyone out in the social media network from a sales strategy that I as a rep should be doing? Should I be posting on LinkedIn? Should I be creating interesting videos about our product or our service outside of what marketing is doing? Because I myself am a brand as a salesperson or as a sales strategy. And then your last is your pure cold call. So who are people I have nothing on LinkedIn with? They might be on social, but I don't directly know them that are top 100 accounts I want to go after based on the ideal client profile developed by my company. So then you're looking at normally larger companies or smaller startups that you don't have any direct connections to because they're either too big, so harder to get into, or too small, they don't really have a footprint yet. So then right there, you have about 300 clients you can start focusing on and actually have a target approach where Every day that sales rep wakes up, they know, hey, these are the 10 people I'm calling that day in each category. Then I have the people I follow up with and you start developing actual methodology of who you're going after. Um, and then from there, we could do a whole breakdown of what like a day to day should look like for a sales strategy. But yeah. So it sounds like what you're initially describing is a way to start creating a funnel, but the yes. very, very top end of it. And you'd probably be using some sort of CRM, right? Yes. Or just an Excel spreadsheet. Sorry if you're on the, the lower tier, just not wanting to pay or spend money on a CRM portal. But that, that'd that be an easy way to kind of categorize that, right? Yeah. And for your sales strategy, you will use a CRM. If you don't, it's a horrible idea. So I'm just going to say that is so much for $35. Yeah. <laughs> well, well worth it on that end to try and keep track of things. Um, I know we're taking advantage of that right, right now, and that has been a lifesaver. So hard argument on that end. Um, I'm trying to think, what else are we missing? Because it seems pretty straightforward. Where do you think people typically end up getting lost or like not even making it to this? You know what I mean? Like where do people fumble? Where do people just not see where they need to be? The biggest is they don't refer back to their ICP. So most people, the, the reason it seems so simple though, is a lot of people jump right to your sales strategy, right? They don't do the, all the other stages we talked about. So yeah. your sales strategy should be simple, right? You should already have so much <laughs> of the questions answered. So one, don't skip those phases, your, your marketing strategy, your ideal client profile, your value proposition, right? The next area I think a lot of people mess up is they overcomplicate it. Um, it, it simply is cold calling is not dead. Anyone who thinks it is, you're wrong. Um, we, there's just no way you can capture mass audiences through connections alone. You need to develop warm connections, which normally you develop warm connection by cold calling. Or even if I didn't know Gabe and you knew him, sure, you're going to introduce me. You can call it a warmly, but it's still a cold call because I'm reaching out to you to ask you to do something for me. 
you may want to, you may not want to. Um, mm-hmm. We saw that today, right? He had certain people who was like, absolutely, I'll introduce you to. He had other people, I'm like, I'm not really comfortable because either he didn't know him well enough, they're high enough up the food chain, or he's like, yeah, not right now. Uh, so mm-hmm. in the end, you, we're still cold calling though, right? There's no guarantee he's going to help us out. <clears throat> no. So partnerships are huge. A lot of people focus on the marketing channels and strategies, but partnerships, relationships, or everything on the sales strategy side. And then really, I would say where people mess up from there is what does that process look like when I bring a sales rep on? So a lot of companies right now, I'm going to focus on those who have one to you know 100 sales reps, let's say anything above one realistically. They often don't train their sales rep how to sell. They train them on the value prop and why their product matters, but sales versus value prop are two different things, right? Your value prop is why your customer would buy your product, why it's a good fit for them. But actual selling is how does Thor walk into the client and help them understand how the value prop solves a problem for them. So you don't just tell them, hey, this is what product does. Well, no, you got to spend time discovering, understanding what problems they actually have. They call it business acumen. And can you tie the struggles Thor's going through to the value prop that our service or product has that'll overcome that said struggle. And that's where I think a lot of people mess up is the minute they get in front of someone, they just start telling. Telling isn't selling. People are like, hey, yeah, no, you're like, what? That's no. the worst. It's like, you don't even know where their pain points are. You don't even know where they're, they're, they're frustrated. They, yeah, you, you're, you're flying blind and you're, you're just, you're doing, you're telling them what, what, what they can probably go online and find. Yes. Right to where it's, yeah, that's, that's frustrating on that end. So any, so through that, or again, if you're just a novice and you don't understand how to create structure around it, is there a way to streamline the process or just make it very bare bones? Cause obviously if you are creating a list of a hundred and you start using your CRM to just keep track, that's a decent start. Yep. Right. And from there, it's really just ensuring that they understand why they're selling what they're selling and understanding who they're talking to and where, when, right. what their pain points are. Yeah, the what biggest? their pain points are. Yeah, if you, if we if we back it up and focus on like a startup, so you have your list of three hundred, right? And the best thing you can do from there, if we develop like a day to day process to it, is you probably should spend at least two hours a day prospecting. Is another term. So prospecting is taking the time to do the research to understand who would need your product, and then figuring out how to get a hold of them, whether that's email, phone call, LinkedIn, letter. So should spend at least two hours a day doing that and reaching out. So that's roughly 30 clients a day, 10 between each portfolio. So every day, and I know a lot of you, if you're in a startup, you probably don't like sales, you have to. There's just no other way around it, especially in the B2B space. So you're going through each 10, part of them are gonna be phone calls, part of them are gonna be emails, part of them will be LinkedIn messages, trying to get connections. And then what you wanna do is set up a follow-up schedule. So after you do those 30 for the day, put them all in your CRM system, this is why you need one. And a week later, you're gonna to wanna to follow up again. The big thing with follow-up though, is it's not about, hey, Thor, this is Devin following up my previous, no. Oof. And please, oh, let's just rewind here for a minute. <laughs> don't use this automated crap. I don't believe in it. I know AI is hey, a I'm big deal. I'm just checking in. Yeah, but all this AI stuff's like, oh, if Thor opened the email, then we're gonna kick out this email. And if he clicks on this link, we're gonna kick all that. Well, it's the least personal thing on the planet, mm-hmm. especially in B2B. This isn't express. Tommy Bahama, you know, whatever <laughs> other retail North Face brand where they're just trying to get you to buy a product. If you're in the B2B space, you're selling a, a service, you're selling or a very expensive product. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's all about personal now today. So the sales channel process, 80% is through marketing. That's why the marketing strategy piece we talked about is so important because people are going to go do self-discovery, self-research, and identify the top three companies they want to work with. So your job is not to land blast them with your sales strategy, with follow-up and Oof. prospecting emails. It's the surest way to lose a client. I'm going to say you're just coming across so disingenuous, it's not even funny. No, it's horrible. And, and, and you're just annoying them. So that's the other half of trying to figure out if you are going to use an automated tool. Um, you how don't. do I even pitch that? No, what I'm saying in the sense of if you can understand why they're opening it or if you can somehow like understand on that end, if, the, if it's something that they want to see. Because the only thing that comes to my mind is like the business journal or things that like we both do as ha as habits, right? Where it's like, I want an end, I expect it to be in my inbox. Otherwise, I'm going to unsubscribe from certain things, right? But if you're sending me certain promotional things for products that I might actually enjoy, why am I opening it, right? Yeah, but even then, if you're because you're cold calling, so you're not going to be sending. Oh yeah, no, right? I'm not saying so, from cold calling. I'm just saying right. in general, though. If you if you are sending those out, to be trying to understand why you would open them. Yeah, um, but from if you want to automate anything in the sales process, it's templates, right? So it's fair to have yeah. general templates that target. So I would create a template if you're selling. Let's say you sell to tech, manufacturing, and services. Well, right away, create a template for all three of those fields if it's a cold call. Now create a template based on, are you under 10 million? Are you 10 to 50 million? Are you over 50 million or are you over hundred million? Now create template because that's all going to be different ways you're going to phrase how you're going to talk to that client, right? And then even you might break down on, in their certain vertical, there may be key pain points. You're going to break that down. And then in your email template that you're sending out, it needs to be like three sentences max, super short. If you can't basically see it all on your phone when you open it up and go, okay, I can see the whole email there, it's too long of an email. Mm -hmm. uh, people aren't going to read it. And get directly to the point. No one cares more. Everyone knows you're trying to sell. So oh, it's totally yeah. okay if you're like, hey, I'm Thor, I'm selling you something. I'm like, okay, not that direct. But, right? <laughs> like, they don't care. They want to know Being that. Being purposeful is, yes. yeah. <clears throat> and so that's the part you can automate. But from there, go still make it personal. And don't do this like, hey, I saw on your LinkedIn that no, no one cares like that they're where they went to school or any of that stuff. I even used a lame one like that last night. I was like, hey, we're both alumni. Um, what's up, basically? But I made it super like super uh, informal. So it was really laid back like, hey, you know, like if you saw some walking down the street and you're like, yo, what's up? Yeah, we both went to state. How's it going? You know, uh, try to make it. That's how I leverage that angle. But normally you want to figure out how you make it personal, how you can connect on something. Because if you can send out a template that you created to anyone and it would fit anybody, Oof. it's too generic. Yeah, no. And even if you feel like you put a lot of work in and made it personal, it's not going to work. So that's um, that's something that you could use chat for too. Hundred percent to go to and just have them rip through that and just again and again and again to try and make it something that's a little bit more honed in yep. versus super generic. So that's the follow-up piece. I know, so we talked about 30, you know, roughly 30 people a day. Then you're going to want to follow up with them. And that's going to be through either a phone call, an email. Phone calls are super powerful. Um, oh, nowadays especially. Super weird sounding, but one of those moments of, yeah, to get a phone call, genuinely nice. Because it's just, you're, you're taking time out of your day yes. to call someone. And it's an easy way to, yeah, to just build rapport. Yes. Come on, relationships. Right. And so the whole point of why you have to do like 30 every day is like you talk about it's that sales funnel, right? And why you have to follow up is most people don't follow up at all. I mean, I'm talking. They'll follow up is like about, single digits. 
how good do your friends even text you back, right? It's a great, like, if you look across the board, <laughs> even myself and Plenty uh, Berries, I'm poor at follow-up and sales hammers at home, but it's, it is super important. Your sales channel strategy is how do I actually get that product out there to people outside of my marketing channels? That's phone calls, that's emails, that's partnerships, and it's just follow-up and it's being genuine. Being uh, genuine, people. yes. And, and in that process, building those habits to what you were talking about earlier of like, this is how you set up your list. This is your scripts. This is your templates. It's getting those habits set in place so that you're not just spinning. Yeah. Cause I know that's on, that's working its way around in, in like the background, especially if you're a startup where you, maybe you're not big into sales. Like we both come from sales backgrounds, but if, if you're told, well, just go out and prospect, it's really easy to just sit at a computer and just be like thumbing through stuff and be like, I don't know. And then you're just burning hours and yeah. hours. So like with the templates, throw it into chat, get them done, review them a couple times, leave it alone. Like don't spend hours and hours and hours on this because you can go down a rabbit hole on that end. Yep. Oh, right. Sure. So it's trying to instill those habits. And again, to your point of like follow up, it's you have a lot of people don't have the, the habit. Yeah. form to where it's like, nope, I'm not following up. Oh, it's, it's only been a week or, you know, there's always an excuse. Remind yourself that that is something you'll tell yourself and just don't believe it. You just need to use your CRM when it, when it is, when it's reminding you just follow up, follow up, follow up. Yeah. Well, it's like, it reminds me of what Kelly was saying last week at Purpose Driven Coffee. It's all about being intentional, whether you're networking, you're selling, you're developing a relationship. Like if you're not intentional, you don't continually show up, you don't continually reach out, you don't continually do what you know needs to be done in order to create demand, it's just gonna fall off. Mm -hmm. And no one's ever regretted being disciplined for six months in intentionality, because it always you know, returns uh, your investment of time, every time. Oh yeah, no, 100% on that. And then it, it does take time, but yeah, you'll see it back. Yeah, and it makes me think about like, kind of put some, more tangible around what we're talking about. So if we look at like green screen studios, great place to shoot your podcast and create content. Well, when we worked on a lot of their stuff, we looked at, hey, marketing channels, right? So your marketing channels are Instagram, their Facebook, their YouTube, YouTube Shorts, LinkedIn, because he has two different GTMs they have to focus on. So maybe I will write, but isn't that also what you're selling through? Yes, you are, but your sales side is more about we're creating lists on top uh, businesses to target in order to sell studio buildouts, right? Because mm -hmm. they're gonna be on the U on YouTube and LinkedIn seeing that stuff. I almost said the YouTube. Wow. Oh, 80 years old. <laughs> on the, the YouTube. The YouTube. Absolutely. But your sales piece is more of your direct market grabbing attention. So that's where we created lists of top accounts to go after. We're creating lists on um, top partnerships, whether that's partnerships for selling the product directly or partnerships to reduce costs for said podcast to do so you can bring in more clients, right? So sales is all about developing revenue generation models. Marketing is about how do you make it as profitable as possible is kind of how we look at it. Because your go-to-market drives that profitability. Mm -hmm. In the sales piece we're talking about here, we're hitting on a lot of notes of what needs to be done inside of it. Because realistically, you should take this full-blown GTM and you should go build a full-blown sales strategy for your sales force off of it. Mm -hmm. So realistically, by the time you get to sales strategy, most of your questions should be answered other than the super technical stuff that we're trying to skim over the top of without going <laughs> too deep in the weeds on it. And that's where we'll do some content more around sales direct, but I would say that's why it seems so simple because it is based on the, all the previous episodes we've gone through. This should be pretty blatantly obvious. 
Yeah. Pretty dang straightforward and just creating consistency because then you can know what your like outcomes are going to relatively be. Right. Yeah. That's the other half of it. Creating enough foundation to where you actually can have and expect what your outcomes should be. You're right. I feel like I'm saying that incorrectly, but I'm not, but it's basically just so you, if you're forecasting, you actually know where you're going to end up. Right. Versus flying blind and be like, I don't know, we're setting out for California and we might make it there. Otherwise, we might be down in Mexico. I have no idea, but it's this general direction. So, right. Always good to keep that in mind, too. Right. I'd agree. Man. And that's sales strategy. It is. It's pretty clear cut, simple, fast. It is assuming you've done everything else leading right. up to it. Cause yeah, again, if you, if you don't have those things, definitely take time. What's like the biggest yeah. lesson you notice? So we're trying to help clients understand B2C. Uh, so you were in a B2C world where a lot mm-hmm. of people came to you, right? Yeah. And versus now you're in a B2B world where you're going out. What would you say are like the big caveat differences inside of those realms when it comes oh, to sales man. strategy? I think, man, there are some, there are some parallels. Um, oh, for sure. Gosh. Because when I was in the B2C world, one, you've got the opportunity for someone to come in multiple times right? To where you've, you've met them a couple of times, or maybe it's not the first time that they've purchased something from you. But I would say that it's just taking time to, to, again, at least in my world, and I'm not piggybacking off the B2B stuff. But for me in sales, it's always just been build relationships because I don't really want to work. I would rather hang out with people and they, they see the value in whatever I'm selling. And then they end up buying it. Because it fits them. If it doesn't, I'm not going to lie and be like, oh, you should totally, yeah, no, you really got to buy this. It's like, no, I could care less because I, I will just, you know, I'm going to play the volume game. So that's that, 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 that was my strategy for the vast majority. And in B2B, it, I feel like it's, it's similar because you're just long-term nurture. Do you think it's less volume though? And more of a one-shot opportunity in B2B or yeah, B2C? In B2B. in B2B. Oh yeah. No, in B2B, yeah, you you've got one opportunity. One opportunity to really I mean maybe two if you're at events. It's yeah. very situational. In B2C, yeah, you could Yeah, it's just a numbers game to where you've got the ability to where you could just <laughs> wanted to use the F word. But you you could you could mess up a handful of sales and and have some like pop over to you and be like, "Hey, is there a reason why you didn't ask this?" Or is there a reason why you didn't do that? And then actually go and try it with, with the next customer. In B2B world, it's like, no, no, you're dealing with way different personalities, decision makers, whole different attitude. So that I think, thank you for leading me down that path. Whole different attitude in the B2B world with who you're working with uh, because of the level that they're at and when it comes to de- making decisions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As I'm stroking out, um, yeah. I would say that that's that's the biggest difference. And I would say a big thing we're starting to run into with our clients is the whole realm of know the field you have the right to play in, right? Yeah. So we have a client, a clients that I mean, it's happened with a bunch of them where we sit down with them like, oh yeah, I'm going after Coca-Cola and I'm going after Pepsi and General Mills and North Face. And I was like, oh, cool. Well, like, what's your revenue? Like, Two and a half million a year, 10 million a year, even 20 million a year. Okay. So why would they listen to you? Like, you know, you have direct competitors who are like, you know, 30, you know, billion dollar company, right? <laughs> that's that's with a B. Yeah. Yeah. And so what we're realizing, a huge part of the sales strategy that we didn't realize a lot of people skip over is they, 
develop their ICP, their target audience, they seem to forget about the whole revenue standpoint that large companies, you probably don't have the right to win in and that's okay. You don't, you don't need to sell to Coca-Cola to be a millionaire. You don't, you, you, you just, it's not needed. So when you're building your sales strategy, you realize the audience you have the right to win with and stop going after the whales. Like if you're a two and a half million dollar company, your whale should not be a you know three billion dollar company. Go after a hundred million. Earn what I like to call your credibility belt, right? Like Yo, you yeah. have to earn the All right day. to sell to something bigger. Even Thor and I, could we go solve a problem for a five hundred million dollar company? Absolutely. What do we target? We target under fifty million. Yeah. Well, and I think in in the B two B world again, because you've got such a small window to win that opportunity is is being able to say that I've done it and I've proved it and I can do what I'm telling you, but that just takes baby steps. Unless you've got some crazy relationships that you could, you know, land something big. That's where we just were talking about that the other day to where it's like, you just start out, you know, smaller and just slowly gradually build up into this monster of a thing. And then you have every right at some point that's hopes and dreams, right? Is to make it to the top of the mountain and land, land the whale, but it takes time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And that'd be the other tip in sales. Like, oh, yeah. 100%. It's a 100%. Six, six months before you see a return minimum. Like, it's, if not longer, depends on your product. But I, we always tell our clients when we implement a sales strategy for you, I, if you want something in the next six to nine months, we're not your people. Like, we'll get revenue in the door. We're not going to see this astronomical change because, again, it comes down to intentionality and repetition. And mm -hmm. so that needs to be done for a year in order for that snowball to grow to something that's substantially noticed. And sustainable. Anything that's going to explode that fast in under six months is not probably going to be sustainable. Yeah, you, you either hit You're a phenomenon gonna... that's going to be around forever or you hit a phenomenon that's like, oh, it's really cool and done. Yeah, I was going to say that you're just going so fast that the training wheels just fly off and you're just like, I yeah, don't know. Like those spinners, you know, those uh, fidget spinners? They oh. absolutely blew up for like six to what, maybe 12 months? Yeah. Everyone yeah, was rolling right in there. on it and then boom, gone. <laughs> Poof, gone. It's just perfect example. Money market mutual fund and it's gone. Yeah. Wow. So realize it takes time. Yes. And target approach and really sales channel strategy, startup to big company, it's all the same principles. It, mm -hmm. There's not these drastic differences other than who you have a right to sell to and your processes in the back end for your startup don't if you don't want to get a CRM, at least break out an excel spreadsheet and color code hey green is i have a meeting with them yellow i need to follow up red they told me to take a hike free is free yeah <laughs> hard argument on that and you're going to get what you're paying for not that it's bad and not that yeah. you can't ride those out for a while but again to help with those habits a crm for 30 bucks to be like hey these are the people you're supposed to talk to today yeah. Not horribly unappealing for $35. Right. <laughs> exactly. And then as you get bigger, way more processes. You'll get into RevOps type of things at Thor's wheelhouse and figuring out how do we actually create standard operational procedures in mm -hmm. back end for sales. That's not something we're going to go into today because we're scratching GTM and you could spend weeks talking about that. But just know that it's important to keep track of what works when you make a sale. Note why. Oh, yeah. What did I say? What was the the key pain point that made them switch, what type of conversations they have, and then learn to replicate that. Notes are always helpful. The more information you can gather from a sales process, the better. Yeah. 100%. Cool. So biggest thing today, right? Knowing your audience, creating a sales funny, 
funny. Wow. I'm tired. Um, you got to create that sales funny. Sales funny. <laughs> sales funny. Yeah. Nope. I need I, more caffeine. Nope. That's totally fine. I'm just going to own it. That's, uh, you know, you got to create a sales funny um, or a sales funnel. Um, automation tools, but only as they're needed and really kind of critique and poke at those just to make sure you're going down the right path. Um, then it's just building relationships and just having measurable ways to refine everything. Yeah. Or refining ways in a measurable way. Woof. I'm stroking out, man. So I'm since pumped. we don't have a, a bourbon review, yeah. what do you think of that energy drink before oh, we let the audience God. bounce? Um, it's ghost energy drinks. Normally I drink rain. I don't know what's going on with them personally currently. Um, they are just impossible at times to find places. That's because you like one flavor. Come on, be honest. Uh, I'll drink two or three. Really, it's just one. Um, it's decent. I don't know. Not anything to write home about, but it has caffeine in it. 200 milligrams? Natural caffeine, air quotes on that one, because there's going out on a limb and guessing that's not the case. But yeah, I wish we had bourbon. Devin's got two of them at his house. He's hoarding them. Absolutely. We also have a insane bottle that we are oh, going to yeah. crack open. Yeah, forgot about our event. Didn't even let him know in the oh, well. update. Next yeah. time. Next time, deal. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. So that's uh, it for sales channel strategy or sales strategy, not even channel. That's okay. Next week, we're talking about customer success, kind of wrap up the GTM series. But until then, as always, stay hungry, stay humble, stay at it. Stay